Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Sometimes our commander-in-chief, ideally upholder of the law, fails to inspire us. Take the 1970s. Well, I'm not a crook. Or the 90s. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And now the 21st century. I'm an extremely stable genius. You're about to hear two attorneys make sense out of a legal system some say is a train wreck. Here are Royal Oaks and Connor Oaks. This is Too Many Lawyers. This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I'm Connor Oaks. So, Connor, this is our second annual Guess the Verdict episode of Too Many Lawyers. Regular listeners know we generally talk about legal issues, and I bloviate a lot. Uh, but the favorite part of the show, Connor, is at oh, the yeah. end when we play America's favorite game show, Guess the Verdict. I give you the uh, real live facts of a case, and you get to guess the outcome. And people actually say they like that better than listening to me bloviate about Harvey Weinstein. I don't, I don't believe it. it. Don't believe it at all. Now, I have a question. Does America's favorite game show put us in any sort of legal trouble? Is that is that a trademarked uh, phrase? Uh, I hope that, so. That... I hope so. I hope we get sued because if we do, oh, the downloads are going to go. Oh, my God. Charts. You're absolutely right. That, yeah. that would be a huge benefit. I, you're totally I don't know right. if you're familiar with this concept, Connor, but there is no uh, such thing as bad publicity. That's true. Uh, I think it, it, there's there's the the Streisand effect instead, of course. The the famous uh, Streisand d- demanded to take something down off the internet, and of course that meant that everyone on the internet saw it. Yes, it was an aerial view of her palatial compound in Malibu. Not bad. Right, so so guess the verdict. It's going to be all guess the verdict this episode. I'm going to give you a bunch of cases. You're going to do your best to guess. Uh, so here is number one. We're going to Memphis, Tennessee. A 77-year-old criminal defense lawyer named Clarence Harrington is doing his best to to defend a guy who is accused of driving under the influence. And, of course, there's a videotape that the cops took. And uh, so now the the attorney, the defense attorney, is in court, and and there's the evidence. And he says to the bailiff, would you let me look at the videotape another time? You you have a videotape machine here. And the guy says, oh, yeah, there's one in the the jury room. And so videotape machine. Okay. An actual machine. Yeah. Uh, Not a Blu-ray. They're not that. Right. Right. So uh, the 77 year old lawyer, that's an important fact I keep mentioning, uh, takes the tape and he wanders into the jury room and he keeps wandering in around in the room, apparently, because the the bailiff uh, looks at his watch and it's been 15, 20 minutes and no lawyer. And the tape is only about a minute. So um, the bailiff goes into the jury room and what does he see? What to his wondering eyes does he see? Uh, he sees the 77-year-old lawyer uh, with the videotape placed in a microwave oven with the attorney pressing the buttons kind oh of at random. God. Smoke, smoke coming out, of course, of the microwave oven. So the lawyer is arrested oh for destroying yes. evidence. Forget about right. the DOI guy. That's secondary. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He put the, the elderly lawyer on trial for destroying evidence, so he, he goes on trial. What do you think happened in this most unusual case? See, the baffling thing about this is the time that elapsed, right? The key of this, to this story is the bailiff looks at his watch and it's 15 minutes later. 
How is it possible? I mean, if you're the most technologically inept person in the world, can't tell the difference between a VCR and a microwave, and you're incinerating a tape, there's smoke billowing out of it, and it smells like burnt plastic, right? This is this is like it smells like Kim Kardashian's surgical suite happening, right? Like there's some there's some bad stuff going on in this room. There's no way you don't run out and yell to the bailiff or whoever will please help me. I think I'm gonna start a fire. I don't know what I've done wrong with but, the- by the way, if Kim Kardashian sues us, the downloads are really gonna go they're gonna to go uh, they're gonna go bonkers. They're gonna that would be, be like having be- Oprah say, Hey everybody, watch or listen to too many lawyers, but yeah, yeah. It, it must yeah. have been strange. You're right. The downloads are are going to be bigger than Kim's uh, ego. Yeah. So the <laughs> the uh, uh, so the, the I was wondering that, where where you were going to go with that, but ego's fine. Ego's <laughs> saved it. it saved it. Saved it. With where we like where we go wrong with this story, with this old guy's story, uh, this poor, poor lawyer's story is it just makes absolutely no sense. I think he goes down for destruction um, uh, of evidence. Uh, I absolutely uh, or obstruction of justice or whatever they get him for, because there's just no way that he's still in there 15 minutes later with smoke pouring out of the machine, pushing buttons unless he intended to destroy. Well, let me um, let me ask you a question or two about that, Connor. Um, mm-hmm. You're familiar with the movie It's a Wonderful Life, correct? Oh, yeah, of course. You, you've seen it a bunch of times, right? Yeah. Ballpark, how many times have you watched it? Five. Five. Maybe even more, because I remember when you were pretty young. We watched oh, it yeah. here for a long time. It might Christmas even be closer tradition. to 10, right? Sure. Right. So it's okay for you to watch It's a Wonderful Life 10 times and not go to jail, but it's not okay for the 77-year-old lawyer to watch this DUI tape over and over again in the privacy of the jury room. Is that what you're saying about this poor old guy? That would be fine. Maybe he was uh, reading the the melted tape like <laughs> like a, a, a guru reads tea leaves. You know, he's he's getting the horoscope out of these melted tapes. Like, is my client guilty? Uh, deep breath. Uh, he's a Taurus and I have brain damage. And yes, he's guilty. So I'm sorry to give you the bad news. No, it's good news for for the elderly lawyer. The judge threw out the charges of destroying evidence. He admitted that, you know, in all fairness, the microwave does look a little like a television. Holy God. By the, we, by we the way, in... the judge was 87 years old. Yeah, we, we now, I made that part up. Yeah, we live in a gerontocracy. The idea that the, these these people that that two human beings uh, uh, hey, interacted. Connor, in Connor. Way. You know who's president right now. I think that's the exhibit A that we live in a gerontocracy. It certainly is. And I didn't even know that was a word. Oh, it's a good one. All right. Well, listen, this is not a tremendous start for you, but there's plenty of time to catch up. Are you ready for number two? It's a whole episode of this. I got plenty of time to battle. Exactly. All right. Let's go to New York. 47-year-old Beatrice Shaw is a clerk at the Citicorp Bank in New York. She sues her employers. Why? They refuse to help her to attempt to control her body odor problem. She said all she wanted was for someone at the company to discreetly let her know when her odor problem flared up. Instead, the company criticized her, and she did not like that, so she sued. Now, at the trial, one fellow employee said she vomited from the stench. Oh, my God. So that's dramatic, okay? But uh, Beatrice is seeking $1.2 million in damages. Who do you think won this titanic New York City legal battle? Wow. Um, so I'm usually like a fight for the underdog kind of person. Like, yeah. uh, I don't like the big, bad corporation. And you don't uh, get any more of an underdog than somebody whose body odor is so bad, the fellow employees vomit from the <laughs> Right. Hey, but to me, the fact that she's the one doing <laughs> the law, like doing the suing in this case, 
yeah. uh, indicates that she's not really playing defense here. It's not like the corporation uh, treated her so badly. Uh, Maybe they, that's how she got so stinky by playing a lot of defense. Yeah, that's probably it. She hits the hits Central Park every single uh, day and plays some b-ball. Oops. Uh, and then uh, that's that's why. Uh, yeah. So I, I think. I think in this case, uh, the a jury is going to be un- very unsympathetic. Now, what probably occurred in this case is she gets fired, uh, probably for misbehavior of one type or another, maybe related to the odors. And then Susan says, hey, I should have gotten more support. I should have had some sort of accommodation. You should have had a process where you walk me through where I, I improve and, and get back in the employer's <laughs> good graces. Um, and, you know, you. But come on, people shouldn't have to constantly warn you. If somebody says to you kind of one time, hey, you got a body odor problem that's so bad that Susan in accounting can't keep her lunch down, uh, then that's that's kind of a one offense, one of one strike and you're done sort of offense. Like, well, OK, two strikes and you're done. Right. So that's that doesn't require a lot of accommodation here. This, this I think, uh, despite her being the, the, the victim uh, of Big Bad City Group. Um, I think I'm going to side with the corporation just this You're one absolutely time. right. City Corp won, and you yes. do too. The foreman of the jury said the panel felt the whole matter was really a waste of taxpayers' time, and they probably appreciated you know, the distance between the jury box and uh, the plaintiff's uh, table. Yeah, these so, uh, judges uh, make, make sure to keep the courtrooms very spacious and open but for, this, for this reason exactly. It reminds me of that old saying, you know, there's sometimes a a fight over uh, in a trial when prejudicial inflammatory evidence comes out kind of by accident or maybe a lawyer is fudging. And so then the question is, well, is it sufficient for the judge to instruct the jury and say, well, you're to disregard that? And the old saying is you can't throw a skunk in the jury box and ask the jury to ignore the smell. So. So apropos. Yeah. A a skunky case. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, you're one for two. Very good. So let's go to Houston, Texas, shall we? Uh, 27-year-old Angie Carreras wanted to take a topless stroll along a beach near Houston. And she's charged, of course, with indecent exposure. Her lawyer, one Timothy Hootman, says it's unfair that she's being treated differently solely because she's a woman. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Hootman's office is located next door to the bar where Ms. Carrera works. Uh, she's a stripper. Sure. Um, and before her trial, she actually said she hoped for a conviction so that, doggone it, she could appeal the ruling and make new law. And Mr. Hootman, by the way, volunteered his services. He's working on the case pro bono. All right. So uh, Angie Carreras is suing. Uh, and she's saying, she, excuse me, she's charged with indecent exposure. Uh, how do you think this turned out, Connor? Okay, first off, I do not believe that her lawyer's name is Hootman. That is not possible. I, I don't make this stuff up. No way. That's not true. He made that up. This is his stage name, right? She's probably got a stage name. When he takes on breast-related litigation, his stage name becomes uh, you know, lawyer Hootman, counsel Hootman, but that this so is not Michael his Avenatti a made up name for Stormy Daniels, too. Or? He should have taken one. He should have been a Hootman. I would have, it would have been better press. <laughs> no. OK, I, I think, unfortunately, given that we live in an uh, 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 archaic uh, age, uh, interesting of times, draconic punishments against women who are uh, expressing uh, themselves by uh, uh, exposing themselves. Um, I think the the laws, especially in places like Texas, are going to uh, be pretty uh, harsh uh, against uh, this gal, and and I, I think she's going to go down uh, in court because there's just no way that they uh, um, that they, they they allow her to uh, flaunt it in public uh, without punishment because you know that's just how 
That's just how society likes to control women's bodies in this country. That's and how guess the world what? works. Guess what? You're absolutely right. You you won. She was convicted. She got her wish. It's kind of like, as I recall, she got her wish. Yeah. In the in the 1920s, you know, when Clarence Darrow and William Jennings Bryan went up against each other in the Scopes trial over evolution. Right. As I recall, the teacher who was charged with violating, I don't know, Tennessee's law against uh, teaching evolution, he wanted to lose so it could go up the ladder. And, and I think he got his wish. But in this case, Ms. Carreras, uh, she didn't win up the ladder because the Texas appellate panel uh, concurred with the lower court. So, yeah, uh, this is this is a, a miniature version uh, of what what they call impact litigation. This is the, a plaintiff who was uh, sorry, a defendant in this criminal case who intentionally, uh, uh, likely very intentionally uh, got herself uh, fined or arrested or cited or whatever else. Um, in order that this case move up the ladder and uh, bring exposure, if you could say, I, I, to the issue. I thought impact litigation involved car crashes, but, I, you know, sometimes that was, that was just me. <laughs> hey, when we come back, we're going to stay in Texas in the city of Floyd Data, if you can believe that. But first, Connor's going to tell you how to rate and subscribe to Too Many Lawyers. Yeah, check us out on your favorite podcast platforms, maybe even multiple. But whichever one you got this podcast on, unless you got it from our website, TooManyLawyers.com. Uh, if you got it from any podcast platform that you like, make sure that while you're there, you hit join or subscribe uh, so that you get the episodes pushed to your phone or your PC every single week, because that helps boost our subscriber numbers so that more people see the pod. And it makes us feel good to look at those numbers. They, we pump those numbers up. You know, we feel feel great about it. And every uh, speaking of, of making us feel great. Uh, everybody should leave a review while they're there because we read those and we feel great about them as well. Absolutely. We'll be right back. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I'm Connor Oaks. This is the year-end guest, the verdict uh, show for uh, pod, for our podcast. And uh, Connor, we're, we're sticking in Texas. Um, it's it's a town called Floyd Data. Who knew there, there was sure. a Floyd Data? Um Here's the, here's the fact. Here are the facts. A Pentecostal preacher from Floydetta and 19 of his parishioners decide to drive away in four cars because they believe the devil is coming. On oh. the way, they decide their clothes are possessed. So they take them off and they throw them away. Now, now yeah. don't judge and don't hate, Connor. You have uh, to no. hear the whole thing. Uh, then, doggone it, if they don't run out of gas. So the 20 nude Pentecostals then pile into one car a few on top, squeezing five people in the trunk. When the police try to stop them, I, the cops don't have real crimes to take care of. <laughs> the cops try to stop them. The driver tears down a fence around a baseball stadium. So huh. naturally, the city sues. It's almost like a class action where the defendants are the class. The city sues the Pentecostal preacher and driver and so on. Um, who do you think won this most unusual legal battle in Floyd Ada? Yeah, great question. Um... I, I it's, a, think, it's a great case. <laughs> it is. I would say that this comes down to a, a bit of a religious freedom issue, because if your Pentecostals or your uh, any other group uh, is engaging in some pretty wacky behavior um, that 
people would ordinarily look at and just say they seem to be off their rockers. Oh, uh, in, in Revelations, does it say take off your clothes, drive ah, people into a car? The Lord and Pentecostals work in mysterious ways. No matter how <laughs> wacky the behavior that you're cited or arrested for, it is a good fallback to say this is a form of religious expression. And Frankly, this is not them, you know, advertising, come on down to our church uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, flashing uh, uh, the, the street uh, or driving through fences uh, for some sort of uh, economic commercial purpose. They're literally fleeing the devil. They are, they are acting on a religious belief that they have. They have yeah. got to drive like the devil is chasing them, literally. So for whatever reason they're doing this. Uh, you know, practically, they're doing it for a religious purpose, you know, in a sense, so they can make that argument. But there that are limitations. Said, you know, there are a bunch of um, Rastafarians who mm -hmm. say, you know, smoking hash is, is a sacrament in our religion. Oh, yeah. And even though I'm incarcerated in San Quentin for 13 years, I, I believe you should provide me with a, a pipe. And the officials say, nice try. So right. there are limits to religious freedom. There are. That's true. But in the same uh, in that same vein, there are religious groups uh, that have exceptions for the use of certain drugs and religious ritual uh, when they're not in prison, when the, the government is uh, is less successful in court in arguing, hey, we can't be bringing drugs into the prison even for right. a legitimate religious purpose because we got to keep control of the population and it's illegal and they'll start selling them and it'll start fights and they'll have gang wars over the drugs uh, because they'll end up losing the population. Uh, so that's just too much of a public safety issue. But, you know, peyote in a religious uh, uh, religious uh, ceremony, that might get an exception depending on the state that you're in, or if you're if Religious Freedom Restoration Act (RIFRA) passed. Th these are you know except. Another great example, uh, abortion uh, is a sacrament under some interpretations of Jewish canon. So a lot of Jews say uh, it's our religious freedom to uh, be able to have abortions. Uh, look at the Old Testament and the way that they prescribe how to perform an abortion and that it's you know, a good in certain circumstances. Therefore, boom, it's a sacrament. And therefore, boom, you should protect it under our religious expression. Uh, well, and you, if you ban it, you can't use it. You've thought it through. Um, what's the decision? What happened? Oh, the Pentecostals the go down. Absolutely. Yeah, you, the city wins 100%. They fix. They got to fix the fence. There's no way you could be driving through fences, no matter what your religious freedom uh, says. You're right. There are absolutely limits. This is not your property. You can't be fleeing the police and driving through it uh, just because you happen to be mistaken about whether the devil is chasing you. Absolutely right. They uh, they lost. They had to pay $600 oh. to fix the fence. So now. They don't have any extra money probably to buy new clothes, so who knows what's going to happen. Maybe they'll start a, a nudist colony. Um, speaking of it, gosh, I'm picking up a theme here. The next story has to do with, with nude people as well. It's huh. just a coincidence, Connor. It's not that we're desperate for downloads. Uh, are you ready to go to the town of Kent, Washington? I didn't oh, yeah. Know Kent, Washington, but there is. So a couple up in Kent, they attend a nudist music festival. It's patterned after Woodstock, but the uh, promoters cleverly call it nude stock. Sure. Pictures of the couple at the festival are taken and printed in an adult magazine adjacent to people in, let's say, more provocative poses. So naturally, mm. the happy couple who just wanted to hang at Nudestock, sure. they sue the magazine for invasion of privacy and defamation. So, sure. Connor, uh, how do you think this turned out? Uh, the happy couple from Nudestock or the promoters of uh, or the uh, magazine folks? This is tough. Yeah. I mean, you you have uh, with with invasion of privacy claims, you have several different flavors. You have several different varieties of in, of invasion of privacy claim. Right. If somebody, uh, for example, 
takes a photograph of you in an alleyway injecting yourself with a syringe, and then they publish it under a headline that says, you know, drug-addled city goes wild. But it turns out you have type 1, type 1 diabetes and you're giving yourself insulin or some other legitimate medical uh, drug, uh, and you're not a drug user at all. That might be called false light invasion of privacy. You've been cast in a false light. And the, the picture, the juxtaposition of the headline and the picture make you look like you're not you're somebody, you know, a different kind of person than you really are, and it hurts your reputation. Um, that is not really the case here uh, unless they're going to try to make that weak argument that, oh, we're not really the type of people, you know, who uh, are nudists. This was a specific event. We're at nude stock. You you sort of uh, took us out of context and you made us look like a bunch of weirdos who are, you know, bearing it all. Yeah, for... Although that might be one of the lamer uses of the, hey, you took it out of context. Yeah. When argument. you think about it, it's precisely in context. If you're promoting nude stock, right, I mean, that you're, you're telling them this is a nude festival. Look, here are new people at the nude festival. There's nothing more in context than that. So what does that leave these people? What is the, What are their arguments left with? Invasion of privacy? Well, they're just, I, you made public facts that were private. Uh, well, here's the problem, folks. Those facts aren't very private when you're bearing them all at a, uh, at a public uh, in a public setting uh, that is a festival, right? So now you, at, in order to win this case on invasion of privacy, you have to cast uh, the nudist festival, which is, <laughs> you know, pretty much by definition, a bunch of exhibitionists showing it off for each other and enjoying the process of be of seeing and being seen, uh, and say that that is somewhere where, and the legal test here would be somewhere where you have a reasonable expectation. Well, now, now you see you've slandered an entire sl demographic slice of the population. These people believe in nature. Right. They believe in enjoying the sun. They aren't necessarily exhibitionists. I mean, sure. didn't you just throw them under the bus? Maybe I did. Maybe I claimed that they're a bunch of perverts when they're all <laughs> only a little bit perverted. And it's a different kind of perversion. I just don't understand or appreciate it. But is this, is this setting, you know, is this is this setting a, 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 a we get nude stock, right? Are they, are there chain link fences or is it a walled garden? How much of this are you expecting other people to see? If the festival is populated by hundreds of people, they can't help you. Willing, Those facts were not in the wire story. Yeah, but you're, they're willing you. to be seen, presumably, yeah. by going to nude stock. The, the issue is you're saying you're taking me out of the context of nude stock and you're putting me in the context of the wider world and advertising me. So that is the fundamental issue. I think. I think they're doomed. I don't think that they can argue this strongly because they have to deal with the reality that they chose to engage in a public event, even if that event was limited, that, you know, other people are going to see you. And it's likely that pictures would get taken at this event. Now, if there are signs everywhere that say get naked because we won't take pictures of you, that's <laughs> another story. But it, I mean, a reasonable person doesn't think they have an expectation of privacy at a music festival, well, much less one where they've taken their shirts off. You're absolutely right. They lost. Uh, they assumed the risk, and it was a public. I mean, they voluntarily hung out in the buffo. So, uh, yeah, you're on, you're on a roll. Oh, yeah. Crushing them. <laughs> hey, we're going to take one more brief pause and return with Too Many Lawyers. Stick with us. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I'm Connor Oaks. So, Connor, our, uh, our guest, the verdict uh, episode uh, continues here. And uh, here, here's a here's a fun question for you. Uh, it has to. It doesn't have anything to do with with nudi- nudity. So, oh, you know, bummer. We're, yeah, we're moving o- away from that. So uh, here's uh, here's the issue. Um, we've got a, uh, a Western Music Radio Station KNY GFM in Fort Worth, Texas, announces it has hidden five and ten dollar bills in the fiction section book section of the Fort Worth Library. You know the part where nobody actually goes usually, right? <laughs> So 400 people descend upon the library looking for the five and ten dollar bills. In the process, they wind up tossing three thousand books onto the floor. Of course, the station <laughs> claims it just wanted to uh, improve library usage. That's what the radio station said. Oh yeah, yeah, right. They, they certainly used the library. I'll say that. So the trashed library sues the radio station. Uh, how do you think this legal battle was resolved in court? Yeah, uh, I think the uh, the radio station is going down in flames on this one. When you uh, broadcast out into the world um, uh, uh, free cash, you know that people are going to start acting kind of irrationally. I mean, even if people had respectfully filed into this library and checked out all the books in that section and simply just deprived the library of uh, the uh, uh, of the use of it, of that whole section and of other customers of the use of that section, uh, that would have been bad enough. And you can say, OK, well, that should have been a reasonably foreseeable thing. For, definitely. But when you offer free cash and you hype it up and you know they're on on the radio going free cash Sunday, 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 come on down. You, you know that they're inflaming people to act irrationally and have, you know, we have way too much fun with this. And so they definitely should have known that these uh, these folks were going to start breaking the rules, trashing the place uh, and, and causing a mess. And so, yeah, the station's got to pay. You're absolutely right. They uh, had to pay $10,000 to the poor library. Boy, Connor, you're on a roll today. I think you've gotten four out of five. So you're batting 800. <sighs> You know, this this story uh, reminds me of a story more locally for us here in Los Angeles in the 60s. KHJ was the king of the rock and roll stations. And if you've seen the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino, yeah, that was heavily featured in that movie. And the stars, mm, yeah. Real Don Steele, Robert W. Morgan, the legendary disc jockeys, they had a promotion. And they said the first person to get to the corner of Topanga Canyon Boulevard and Roscoe uh, in Canoga Park will win $500. Oh, boy. And what do you know, Doug? if they didn't have a bunch of accidents yeah. with people like in the great race just careening through Reseda and Winnetka and Woodland Hills to get to that money and the people who were victims of the accident they sued and I think they they won uh, also so yeah maybe radio stations uh, should learn that these uh, these promotions are fraught with danger oh yeah all right, well, Connor, we've done it. Uh, you had a tremendous batting average, and uh, this is a great way to finish off the year. And uh, everybody, uh, we'll we'll see you next week, next year, with too many lawyers, and uh, you know we'll probably talk about some uh, regular mainstream legal stories. And Connor, you have yourself a great New Year's. Thanks. You too. All right. See you all later.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.